So, uh, so Dylan, you're uh, you're looking sunburnt there. Yeah, I uh, I went to the water park. So the um, Kentucky Splash. Yes, I've heard it's nice this time of year. Yeah, we uh, we actually got our admission thirty percent off today. She's so self-conscious. She has no idea what she's doing in college. The major that she majored in don't make no money, but she won't drop out of pants or look at it funny. Nah. That ain't, uh, I don't Tell know me that word. ain't insecure. <laughs> the concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore, three years, and they picked a career. She like, what's up, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the only thing I know about the lyrics of that song is that he like rhymes everything with er, like career. Yeah, that song goes hard. Year. That's one of that's probably probably my favorite Kanye song, maybe. Other than uh, actually, that, I like that song "Ghost Town." You showed me that was pretty fire. That, so. That's a fantastic album, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy." Okay, I didn't I didn't plan on talking about this, but like, do you know the story behind that album? <laughs> Zach loves talking about this album. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> It is, okay, it is insane. I'm not going to talk about it because it's like probably like, it took me like 10 minutes. It's a straight up, it. no, it's like 30 minute probably. <laughs> Last time we talked about it, it took us from a ride from here to Knoxville. Yeah, so yeah, it was tw- probably 20, 25 it's, minutes. But. It's literally insane. Like, but if you don't know the story, look it up because it it's bro. good. It Just just watch like a, find a YouTube video that's like 45 minutes long and it says like the story of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and just watch it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, so one thing, the first thing I was going to talk about is um, I got a new mic. Uh, so I should sound noticeably, at least a tad bit noticeably better. Yeah. And if I don't, then uh, screw me, I guess. <laughs> we have the same brand mic. Because I just spent 70 bucks. <laughs> but my mic was 30% off, so I'll say that. Off. So that's, I mean, that's all I got to say. Okay. Yeah, me, me and Dylan both had mics that we recorded the first episode on. Mine was absolutely terrible, um, and that's why we had to re-record the first episode. Dylan's wasn't bad; it just picked up a lot of background noise. So now we've both upgraded and we're fancy. So, yeah. So if you if you actually if you got to listen to the first first episode, then you're kind of like a VIP listener. Like yeah, you're the yeah. you're the OG. You're the real ones. Because but, the angry teachers isn't actually the first first episode, but yeah, I thought. I thought kicked out of classes of anger teacher. No, 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 no yeah, yeah, anger yeah. teacher was first. Yeah, that was yeah. first. All right. Uh, but you had a you had a question. Um. No. Oh, well, actually, uh, earlier today, um, I was watching. Have you, Have you ever watched that show, Bar Rescue? Yes. Yes, I have. So, Bar Rescue is like if you've never seen it, it's it's this dude. His name I think his name's like John Tapper or something like that. And I don't know if he's like a famous bar owner or something, but he's just like, he's basically the Gordon Ramsay of bars. Yeah. And he does the exact same thing that Gordon Ramsay does. So like this bar will call him and be like, hey, like our business is going down the drain. We need your help. And he'll be like, okay. So he'll pull up in his black SUV, right? And he'll sit outside. He puts like hidden cameras inside. Not sure how he puts those in without the owners knowing how he puts them in yeah. their own bar. I don't know. Um, 
and then he'll he'll like send a couple of friends inside, and they have like like those in ear uh, microphone or those in ear like you know what I'm talking about. Like they can just like talk to each yeah, other, like the like, CIA yeah, ear, yeah. earpieces. Yeah, yeah. And so he'll like send them in and be like, "You need to order this and order this and get you some food and just like see how it is." And it's like basically they'll order it. It's always bad, you know, obviously because they called him. They need help, mm-hmm. and then he'll walk in. And he'll just like start screaming, like he'll just like start screaming at the owner in front of everyone and yeah, start screaming yeah. at the employees. And it's like you watch that show. I think it's on Paramount Plus now because I was watching it the other night. And um, you watch that show, and half of the episodes are like this bar is it's just not making drinks right. You know they're missing this. They didn't put this in. And then, like, their food's not great. It's frozen. It's not fresh. They're not cleaning their stove enough. They're, you know, their fridge isn't at the right temperature. Just, like, like stuff that's not good, but it's, like, okay, this is normal stuff. This is insane. Right. And then other episodes are, like, like, I watched one earlier today, and it was literally this, this owner had completely lost control of his bar, <laughs> and customers would walk back into the kitchen and make their own food. No way. I'm not even kidding. They oh would literally gosh. just like walk back in there, and the chef, they had one chef, and it was this little bitty Hispanic dude, and he was back there like screaming at everyone. He's like, <laughs> let me work. <laughs> and they're like, move out of the way, man. I'm trying to make a pizza. <laughs> and so... So he has this guy in him with his car because um, the whole time John Tapper's like sitting outside watching this on like a, a monitor in his car. And he literally sends the dude that's in the car with him. He's like, I want you to walk in there, walk straight to the kitchen, make yourself a pizza and then walk out. And he literally does that. He walks straight in there. Nobody knew who he was because most people in the kitchen were like regulars. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was. He walks in the kitchen, makes a pizza, throws it in the pizza oven, waits like 15 minutes or however long it takes, <laughs> grabs it, and walks out. Nobody said a single name to him. Oh Didn't God. pay nothing. And then there was another one where this dude literally rode his motorcycle into the bar and burned rubber like in the middle of <laughs> the bar. And the whole place filled with smoke. Bro, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like... Bro, this is literally a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It's just like rolled in. And you're like, hey, guys, watch this. Just doing some off-roading here. Yeah, I I love shows like that, like those those dad reality shows. Because, like, there's reality shows like the Kardashians and, like, Jersey Shore and stuff like that that mm-hmm. are, like, everyone watches those. Well, mainly middle-aged white women. But. Yeah, but, but, but it's like, it's like they're common to watch. Yeah. But then there's those shows that are, like, these are dad reality shows, like <laughs> yeah. River Monsters. <laughs> River Monsters. But I was just talking about that today at the at the at the water park. I was yeah. talking about how uh, there might be sharks and stuff like in the water, and I was like, yeah, I used to be scared of swimming in the lake because of River Monsters. I would I would see too much crazy stuff, and I would not swim in the lake. Did you know I was reading the other day that that show was canceled because he literally caught everything he could possibly catch. Really? Like he ran out of things to catch and Dang. he canceled the show. <laughs> that's actually crazy. And there's uh there's another show that's kind of like that, but it's like less real. Like it's not real at all actually. It's called Mountain Monsters. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. But that show is just hilarious. It's like it's basically river monsters but made up just like mythical like mm-hmm. mountain creatures. And they go in, and there's one particular episode, which I remember watching at like 2 in the morning one night, and they were looking for the lizard demon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a bunch of like straight up just like hillbilly guys. And this dude's go, he, this he was my favorite dude on the show because he was always saying something funny. And 
he pulls out a pocket. Well, it's bigger than a pocket knife. It, I don't really know what to call it. It's it's like a big like I guess like Bowie knife or something like a mm-hmm. big you know just like a hunting yeah. knife, and he's like. It's he. They're doing like B roll for some reason. Like it's just shots of them like walking around, like <laughs> trying to find the lizard demon. And it's like uh, they're looking at these like uh, heat detection, like binoculars. Yeah, like the uh, yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it show it gives like a close up to this guy's face, and he's like, "Where are you at, lizard demon? <laughs> I'm gonna cut you three ways, Mister Lizard Demon, long, deep, and wide." And ever since I seen that, I've been saying that, dude. That's one of the funniest moments. I swear, like on, like in, like just like fake reality TV. That's one of the funniest moments. But I think they should take the guy from River Monster, who literally caught everything he could possibly catch, and send him over to a show like Bigfoot, where it's like, like the those shows like Finding Bigfoot or whatever. It's yeah. like. You've been around for four seasons and you haven't found Bigfoot yet. Like, yeah, <laughs> and people still watch it, dude. They're like, hopefully this week they caught me. Oh my gosh, this is the week right here, baby. This, <laughs> this is the episode. It. It's like it's like football fans are like, this is our year. Yeah, I know. I don't understand how you can sit down every week and be like, hey guys, you ready to watch Finding Bigfoot? <laughs> I it, bet they found him this the, week. It's the same exact episode we watched last week. <laughs> They're literally all the same. They start off with, well, buddy. We got a tip from my cousin Jerry who lives up in Alaska, and he said he saw him last week. And this is the week. We got him now. He saw, he saw him digging through his trash in the front yard. <laughs> and then they get up there, and they're like, oh, we found footprints. And then, like, follow him out in the woods. And it always cuts the commercial break when there's, like, this loud thump, and they're always, like, it's always, like, pitch black during the woods. Yeah. And they just got flashlights, and they turn around. They're like, what was that? And then it, like, cuts the commercial, and it's, like, 30% off sale at Macy's for Labor Day. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes back, and it was just, like, Oh, just you just tripped. Okay, well, we'll see you guys next week. Well, well, you forgot that they show the recap first, where it's like they show the the same action shot, yeah, and then yeah. it's like the big thump, and then they're like, "Oh, we got him! We got him! He's here! He's here!" And then, and then they're like, "Okay, false alarm." We were just in the. We just heard a noise in the woods. It was yeah. like a squirrel or something. And then they're like, "All right, guys, let's go to Mississippi next week. Let's see him. See if he's there." And then it was like. I remember I, I've only watched like one or two episodes of that show and one that I did watch they were like interviewing all the people it may have been they were on like a like on a, on like an interview like news something mm-hmm. and they were like all right well how many of you have actually seen Bigfoot and like all of them raised their hand I'm like bro fuck the one time you saw Bigfoot, you have a show dedicated to seeing Bigfoot, and the one time you saw it, you didn't get a video yeah, of it. Yeah, the one time every one of you saw it, you didn't have a camera out. And it's like, like there's there's no pictures of Bigfoot. Like, there is that one, like, really famous picture where it looks like he's, like, walking through a field. But I'm pretty sure that's been, like, verified that it was just some dude in a big gorilla suit or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen that picture, yeah. But it's like, I don't know how these people, they're like, yep. I've seen Bigfoot. It's like, first of all, there's no way Bigfoot literally lives everywhere because yeah. like people all over the place are like, yep, I saw him in my backyard last mm-hmm. week. It's like, first of all, like but um um speaking of uh, reality TV shows, this kind of leads into uh, my question of the day. Um so this is something new we're starting since I mean this is only episode 3, so it's like I mean it's it's new. Um Question of the day is where me and Dylan just just kind of spend the week coming up with a really dumb question where we can just discuss. And so, um, Dylan, my question for you is: so, uh, well, a little back, little background. Dylan plays hockey. He's actually um, 
going into the NHL next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and if by NHL you mean the lowest level adult <laughs> league that you can play Dylan in just Knoxville, Tennessee, then that's that's the NHL for me. He literally just started and uh, just learned how to skate a couple weeks ago, but he's killing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but Dylan does keep up with like hockey and like watches it a lot. So my question is for the goalie. I I did I hear I heard this on a podcast um, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what podcast it was, or I'd sh- I'd shout you out, but why? Because yeah, we know you're listening. Yeah, we for sure. <laughs> Um, why isn't it that an NHL hockey team, like a pro hockey team, doesn't just hire the fattest guy they can possibly find and make <laughs> him the goalie? Like, I'm talking like you have your own TV show on TLC, fat. Yeah. No, I literally just like sit him in front of the goalie. Like, what are you going to do? I swear to you, I've thought the same thing before. Because if you're so wide that you can't get a puck passed... Nobody can score on you. It's literally impossible. And it's like, I mean, I mean, you'll have you'll have open shots like right above their shoulders, like uh, like their head mm. area, like like beside their head. But I mean, like if they just kind of like lift their hands up. Yeah, they they're covering the rest of it. But I mean, if you find somebody that big, though, like you run into complications of you literally have to have somebody carry them out on the ice and just like sit them <laughs> down. <laughs> and it's like you have to have team huddles over there next to them because like they can't move. Can you imagine though being being that guy like you're just like chilling at home probably on a TLC show already probably on Six Hundred Pound Life and then all of a sudden the Maple Leafs manager just comes and he's like hey we're gonna give you this ten million dollar contract and you're just gonna we're gonna put you in hockey gear and you're just gonna sit in front of the I goal you, for the I entire game. I want you to do the exact same thing you're doing right now just in <laughs> yeah. hockey gear. Yeah, just just on a sheet of ice in front of a goal and that's and that you're gonna get you're gonna be a millionaire now. But I mean, like, also your legs would get really cold. So I wonder, like, I have so many questions for people that are that big. It's like, can you feel like, like everything? Like, if I were to like poke your leg, like, could you feel that? Because it's like <laughs> you just got like so much. Like, I don't know. Bro. Because I mean, I, mean, I always like, think I feel bad, like, because you know, skinny people and people on my six hundred pound life, everybody's got the same size skeleton. Yeah. And your body's just weighing down on it. It, it kind of scares me. And I also think, I wonder how I'm not that big sometimes because I eat an insane amount. Literally every single time we record, I bring Taco Bell with yeah, me every single time. a Taco Bell bag sitting in front of him right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dylan, um, it's time for your question. Okay. My question is going to be, it's something that's kind of weird. It's a critical thinking question, okay? Okay. You have to think real hard to figure this one out. I think I don't know. Is it, is it a riddle or no? Okay, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I I stayed up to it like straight. <laughs> I was up the other night. I couldn't sleep for whatever reason because I'm an old man with uh, that disease where you can't sleep, narcolepsy yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, and or no, yeah, the I mean, opposite of that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so I was pondering this at literally probably three o'clock in the morning. Insomnia. Insomnia, yes, that's what it is, that's what it is. That's not an old person disease, but anyways, continue. Okay, anyway, whatever. Okay, Dr. Zach. <laughs> I was pondering this at like 3, three o'clock in the morning, and I was saying, and I'm only 18, and Zach is only 18 as well, so we've had about the same amount of time to see what I'm talking about here, and is how much money do you think you have seen in your life? 
And I don't mean including like TV shows where they just have like 10 gazillion fake dollars. I mean, in your life, have you owned, seen in a cash register, seen in somebody else's hands? How much money do you think you have seen? Not owned, because if it was owned, like it max would, for me, would be like $1,000 for my entire lifetime, probably. Well, I, I thought about that once. It was like, if I had saved every penny I've ever had, even up until like this point in my life, like mm-hmm. birthdays when I was little, up until like, like I've been working for two years, like I've had various jobs. And it's like, if I was to save every penny I've ever had, I mean, I'm 18, so it wouldn't be that much, but I still think it would be like a like a surprising amount. It would be a surprising amount, and I know that because I had two uh, like gallon bags full of money one time, and I took them to the bank. I don't know why, <laughs> but just don't don't even ask. But it, 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 it was coins. Oh, it, it was oh. all coins that I just saved and I put back like that. And it was straight. It was five hundred dollars. And now they weren't all pennies. Yeah. But if I would have saved all the pennies of my life, it would have been probably. You know, probably more than that. But what I was saying is, like, out of all the money I've seen, I would say at least minimum $1 million. Like, that I've seen with my own two eyes. And that's other people only and me seeing in every cash register, seeing every rich guy that I've seen pull out, like, a wad of hundreds because he has to show off. He's like, look at this. I got $1,000 right here. And then, like, takes out, like, four ones and pays the cashier. Every time a cashier drawer opens, every time your dad gives you money for... Whatever, I don't know. Every time your grandma slips you 20 bucks under the table. All of that added up at least a million dollars, I would say. Pretty easily. I think, I mean, thinking about it, like, well, first of all, there's not a whole lot of cash anymore. Like, cards are the big thing. Yeah, not not a lot of people have cash. Um, But I know, like, well, like, whenever I worked at, like, Food City, they have like they have like a big safe and like those people in those armored trucks like come and pick them up. Yeah, Loomis. Yeah, but but I mean they weren't. They're just like grabbing like wads of cash. It was in like bags and boxes and stuff. But I don't know because I mean I've worked a lot of jobs where I've been like at cash registers and I just like seeing money like constantly coming in. So. I worked two weeks at McDonald's. I easily seen like forty thousand dollars there. That's probably a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> you. I, I, I always forget you worked at McDonald's. Did you just like... I worked there for two weeks. Did you just and like then I went back to Cracker did bro. you have a better job? Or? I don't know. It was absolutely garbage. And I went to a job, which I also hated, but I stuck around there for six months. I just went... I, I worked at Cracker Barrel, and then I worked at McDonald's for like two weeks, and then I went back to Cracker Barrel. Because that was, that was the year that the world shut down, and we kind of mm-hmm. got like paged out of Cracker Barrel. And then they called my mamma's house and was like, Dylan's been scheduled, but it hasn't showed up to work. And I was like... I, how was I supposed to know I was scheduled? I, you guys never, I never heard anything. And then I went back for about six months and then got a better job. But yeah, no, that, that's about, that's about the extent of my McDonald's career is the same. There was like four guys, like old guys that would come in every single day and just sit there for like two hours. It was so weird. I was like, I just pray that this isn't me when I get older. So one one of my favorite things that happened in Cracker Barrel, uh, I almost got fired for this. Um, <clears throat> so so a big thing about Cracker Barrel is all of the stores are corporate. Like there's no like oh this guy owns this store. Like they're all corporate. Yeah, they're not franchises. Yeah, yeah. and um, <clears throat> so corporate will like drop in all the time, like regularly. Like somebody from corporate will like drop in. 
and they'll just you know like have a seat like order food and like they'll do like an evaluation on like their server and like the cleanliness of the restaurant like how fast their food comes out and everything but they don't tell you they're just like randomly dropping in Mm -hmm. and even like when they sit down they're not like hey i'm from corporate i'm here to evaluate you it's just like you either know that they are because you've seen them before or you just like better hope you're lucky and having a good day yeah and so this one time um this was during covid um and all the restaurants were like just starting to open up again and my dad was working from home and um I was working after school one day. Uh, well, it was during COVID, so it wasn't after school. It was after. It was just the afternoon um, around dinner time, and my dad decided to come and have dinner at Cracker Bell because you know I was there, and it's literally like right up the road from my house. And so he sits down, and my dad, for some reason, he would still like dress up really nice, even though he literally would walk into his dining room where like he has his desk set up mm-hmm. and his computer, <laughs> but he would still like, dress up like not even like like button up shirt and then like athletic shorts, like literally a button up shirt, like the khaki short. Like he would iron them and everything. I mean, he's a classy man. So and, um, and and so so he had been working at home all day, and whenever he dur- during COVID, like he was always taking calls and like he would be like working around the house too, mm-hmm. and so he got like one of those like fancy earpieces. And um, he walks in, and he sits down at a table, and he's, like, by himself, and he's dressed really nice, and he has, like, an earpiece in, and my dad's, like, a serious-looking dude anyways. Mm-hmm. And so he sits down at my table because he requested me, so I guess he could, so he could talk to me. And um, somebody's like, hey, Zach, you know, somebody sat at your table. I was like, okay. So I'm getting, like, um, you know, like, uh, trays. I'm getting, like, my, my notebook or whatever ready. And I see them like crowded around, like right outside the door, and they're all like whispering to each other. And I walk up, and I'm like, "What are you guys talking about?" They're like, "I think that guy's from corporate." And I like look over, and it was my dad sitting there. And he's like, "Look at the menu," because he had like his ear. I mean, he looks super official. Yeah. And instead of being like, and like, like, like one of our like our head general manager was like standing there, mm. along with a bunch of these servers <laughs> yeah. had been there for like twenty years. Yeah. And they were all like whispering, they're like, "I don't think I've ever seen him before, but he could be new. I don't know, man. He look he looks corporate." Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were like, Zach, he's at your table. Like, you have to be like respectful. You have to be like, like top notch. Like, if you need anything, come to us. This, <laughs> yeah. this will reflect on all of it. And yeah. this is this is the general manager, the manager of the store, telling me this. I think I see he's where like, this is going. He's like, Zach, this is going to reflect on all of us. You need to be like best behavior. Like, like make sure his drink is never empty. Get his food out fast. Yeah. If he needs anything, make sure you get it. And I'm like, buddy, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. And so I walk out. They're all watching me. I walk up straight to my dad, and I was like, "What up, man, Dad?" <laughs> and my dad it catches him off guard, and he just looks at me. And buddy, my I thought he my general manager was gonna fall out. He was like, he, I literally like heard him like stumble. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. <laughs> And so I walked back there, and I could just see the anger in all their faces. And I'm like, guys, that's my dad. <laughs> He's not corporate, I promise you. <laughs> and they thought it was funny after I told them. But, buddy, like, if if I hadn't have said it right then, I would have been fired. They would literally Bro, have been like, amazing. walk out, leave I was, right now. I was hoping that I was hoping that you would have like kept it going. You would have like like threw his like plate down, just <laughs> <laughs> like like gave him like one refill every like thirty minutes. Like that would have been amazing, but. 
And then um, my, my dad, he used to come in all the time. And he would literally like, he literally leave me like a, like a $1 or like a $2 tip. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, like you're literally my dad. And he's like, I'll pay your phone bill. And I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but now as I've talked about, I think the last two weeks, I work at like a, a day camp. And the other day I had a very, very eventful day. Um, so we were playing capture the flag, right? Mm-hmm. I have all the fifth graders. And the group before us, a younger group, because I have the oldest group, a younger group was before us. And um, one of one of the girls in like the leadership position was like, hey, Zach, whenever you got here, they get super competitive at capture the flag. Make sure if any of the kids are like over the top, tell them to sit down or something like that. Tell mm-hmm. them just like to take a breather. And um, then you let them back in so there's no accidents. Because I think a couple of kids had like, ran into each other and like busted their nose or lip or something. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I have the older kids. I think we should be fine. Uh, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so we get out there and you know, they're all arguing of, Oh, I tagged you. Oh, you're supposed to be in jail. You didn't go to jail. You crossed the line. I tagged you across the line. You tagged me while you're on my side. And, they were just arguing, yelling each other back and forth, like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you dropped the flag. No, no, you dropped it on your side. Oh, you dropped it. And they just kept going on and on. And then I see this one kid, like, full on grab this girl, both hands on her shoulders, and just slam her to the ground. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Just pushed her <laughs> to the ground. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, come over here. You cannot do that. Yeah. And he comes over there and he is like crying and he's like screaming at me and he's like, she keeps kicking me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, come over here. I told the girl, I was like, you come over here now. And so I was talking to them both and I was like, I was like, so what's going on? And he was like, she won't stop kicking me. I was like, are you kicking him? She goes, yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was like, well, he does not. <laughs> and so they're sitting there arguing. And while they're sitting there arguing, there's another boy. Does the exact same, exact same thing. Both hands on her shoulders, shoves it around. Turns around another girl, shoves her to the ground. <laughs> turns around, smacks another kid. Okay, this guy's on a streak. He's got three kids right now on the ground. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, come over here. What are you doing? And so he comes over there, and this kid is like, I don't know, like he thinks like he's like starting to form a rebellion or something like that. Because yeah. he's like, I'm not coming over there. <laughs> and I'm like, get your butt over here. And I'm like, have a seat. I'll get to you in a second. I'm trying to deal with this. He goes, no. I'm like, bro, just have a seat. He goes, make me. I'm like, this isn't WWE. Have a seat. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, like choke slam? You have a seat. <laughs> And um, he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do anything. And so I started to walk towards him. And he's like, fine, fine, fine. And he like <laughs> sat down. And then I'm trying to deal with them. He's still in the back screaming. And I'm trying to deal with both of them at once. And then this little girl with red hair, sweetest girl in the world, walks up to me, bawling her eyes out. The whole time, I'm, I have to, I'm out there by myself. My, my <laughs> yeah. co-counselor was taking a girl to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to stand out there in a field by myself. This girl comes up to me crying while I'm already yelling at these other two kids. And she's like, everyone is making fun of me because my hair is red. And they say my hair is red Aww. because I eat pumpkins. <laughs> that doesn't make <laughs> pumpkins aren't even red, bro. <laughs> why that makes any sense, why that made her upset, I don't know. But she was crying. And so it's like, 
literally, I'm like, these these two kids are arguing. This kid wants to fight everybody. This girl's crying because of what everyone else these said. These dumb little colorblind kids, bro. And so, like, I get on, like, my walkie. I'm like, I need someone in leadership out here. Uh, now, <laughs> and I see the guy, and he like he start, starts to come out, and he's like walking. I'm like, please hurry. And um, yeah, that was my eventful day dealing with uh with kids. Yeah, that sounds like a tough day. I've had a I've had a rough past couple of days. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I have like four <laughs> band aids on my body right now, and a pretty pretty uh pretty stout sunburn. And the sunburn is from Kentucky Splash, and mm. because I'm an idiot, and apparently don't know how to put on enough sunscreen or yeah. the right amount or whatever. I don't know. You're a pretty pale but, guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that helps too. I mean, I'm I'm a fairly I'm a fair skinned man, and uh, the band aids are because at my job, as as you know, and as the uh, as the listeners may know, if they've listened to the first two podcasts, shout out listeners, shout out to the listeners, is that uh, I work at a zip line. And this week, I was hooking somebody up, and I did something pretty dumb. Uh, I put their trolley on backwards, and on the back of every trolley, there's a brake that keeps you from rolling backwards on the line. Once you get so far, you can't roll back. And I put it on backwards, so the brake was in the front. So the dude jumps off the platform, gets 20, 30 feet off the platform, and gets stuck. And then, so getting stuck is a normal thing, but getting stuck with a backwards trolley is like a, it's a totally different, like, monster because you have to hold the brake up and stuff so i hook up i'm like dang it i'm an idiot and i go out there like 30 feet and this kid keeps on moving himself like jerking himself down the line. i'm like bro stop stop i'm coming i'm coming for you and then I, so i hook up i go down there and i'm trying to pull him back up in the hill in the hill that i that he went down was so steep that i had giving it all my strength i couldn't move as one inch so i had to like like reach over him and like pull the brake up and we had to we were rolling down together and then we got so far that I could like I couldn't move us anymore because it was uphill again at the very end and the brake was stuck and like I just couldn't do it so my friend had to come out and get us and whenever we got it all settled a couple of the like there were a few groups near because all the lines are kind of like near each other most of them and for some reason we just got the most like come like condensed moment for that to happen because i'm an idiot and so two of the people that are like pretty higher up well one of the person one of the people that are pretty like higher up in the company like he's not like an actual manager but he like kind of like acts as a manager like he can like he has like manager powers just not the title and i come down i came down the other line because i had to go back up because i still had somebody left on the first line that i didn't send out and this was the first line by the way yeah so she was just chilling and i got down there to him and he was like hey bro you know if the safety manager would have seen that you'd have been fired on the spot and i was like oh great thanks man thanks well and he was like i won't tell on you i was like oh well, thanks man you're you're a legend thanks man so i didn't get fired but i did get Friggin' probably what's going to be a scar on my arm because it was like a crazy burn from the actual line. And then I got like five blisters. So, yeah, that sucked pretty bad. And then today I got freaking scorched. Uh, At the Kentucky Splash. Yeah, the Kentucky Splash because... Shout out Kentucky Splash. I was busy checking out the lifeguards, female lifeguards, by the way. <laughs> I was busy checking out them female saviors. I don't know what to call them, but... Them water saviors, baby. Also, like, and <clears throat> well, I wasn't paying attention to myself, and I got burned. Bro. 
But I but I gave myself the sunburn shower when I got home. Like I kind of I kind of understand the stereotype of like, oh the lifeguards are like the attractive you know college girls. Mm-hmm. But it's like, bro, if I'm drowning, I'm I'm six foot five, like two eighty. What is what is a hundred and fifteen pound Emily gonna do wearing her Birkenstocks? Oh, you took that a different. One. Actually, this one this one, this one lifeguard dropped her Birkenstock in the water and was like running after it. It was so funny, but yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. But I look at it differently. Um, that if I'm drowning, do I really want the hottest girl in the vicinity <laughs> to be the one that saves my life when I look all embarrassing and yeah. I'm choking That'd on water and? Dying in four foot of water. Like, <laughs> do I really want her to save me? No. Yeah, send, send one of the dudes. River. Send one of the dudes over, and she can check on me after. Okay. This one time, I went to Kentucky Splash, and the wave pool. So most of you have probably. Well, I don't want to say most of you. This sounds kind of cocky, but a lot of you have probably not been to Kentucky Splash. And they have a wave pool. It's a pretty stereotypical. Yeah, you guys can't pool. afford Kentucky Splash. <laughs> it's like seven dollars <laughs> per. Um. But there's there's a wave pool, and like the front of the wave pool, it, it looks like it's just like a beach and like like super shallow water, like it comes all the way up. Mm. But all the way at the back of the wave pool, I'd say it's probably it's four foot uh, six inches deep, mm-hmm. four foot six. Really? Yeah. But so so that's what the waves off. Whenever the waves turn on, yeah, probably, the waves get pretty tall. Yeah, they're yeah. probably a good like two or three feet over my head. Yeah, like if yeah. I'm standing at the very end. And so this one time. We were there, and this grown man, a literal grown man with, like, a wife and kids, he's down there at the deep end, and there's, like, these massive filters on the side of it. Yeah. He sticks his arm in it, <laughs> and it's, like, it, it doesn't do anything, but, like, he, he has his arm jammed in there yeah. while the waves are going. And so, like, the water will rise, like, go, like, 12 feet in the air, and then come back down to, like, four feet. And it was so funny, because he was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And, like, the lifeguards had to shut off, like, the whole thing. And, like, you know, again, these, like, freaking 120-pound college girls yeah. jump in. Yeah. And grab, like, this grown man and his, like, wife and kids are, like, over there, like, oh, no. Is he okay? Is he okay? Yeah. And like, well, your dad's an idiot, but I think he'll live. And something I'll say about lifeguards at, like, public swimming pools in general. First of all, I think I have probably 80 diseases from what I did today, <laughs> which was just sit in the water. But uh, something I'll say about them is, like, they kind of don't have a lot going on. So they take every opportunity they can to jump in and, like, quote unquote save somebody today this kid was like struggling for maybe half a second and this chick dives in with a t-shirt like sunglasses shoes on and everything and just like holds him for a second and she's like you good like she blew her whistle like eight times and that's another thing those be that'd be that's a whistle sound for me because I can't whistle but they'll, they'll be whistling and everything and then when there's a reason to whistle like two kids are like body slamming each other in the middle of the water they just let it go they it's like they're just blind i don't i don't even understand yeah um we when i was little we used to always be we used to always go to like the public pool in clinton and buddy they blow that whistle was just like whenever they felt like like that whistle was just like that was just like their thing but i mean i'm sure like sitting as a lifeguard just kind of like sitting out on the side of the pool that would really suck because like you're just sitting there 
literally like like just in the hot sun just watching like people enjoy down. their lives yeah, like yeah watching people in the water cooling off so yeah we yeah we seen that this one lifeguard he, he was a he was a younger gentleman today he he was telling us like it was like 30 minutes till they closed and he was like bro i'm so ready to go home and i was like it made me think i was like because at first i was like you're ready to go like this is like the coolest job in the world but then I got to thinking, this dude's been sitting there for like eight hours, just watching people have fun, <laughs> you know, like watching people go down water slides and stuff, which which something you just said reminded me of a, of something that I wrote down in the notes was that you said, buddy, at the Clinton swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being from Clinton and like this, this like area in general, just like surrounding area. And if you don't completely understand, like, it maybe if you're from somewhere different and you don't understand uh what like kind of place that we live in i'll give you i'll key you in on one little point the word buddy is a very it's like a two-way it's a two-way word because there's either two ways around here that somebody's going to use the word buddy one it's like you've been friends for a while you haven't seen somebody in a long time you're just you know you're joking around with yeah. with your friends but if somebody you don't know calls you buddy you're about to get beat up, dude. <laughs> hey, buddy. Like, there's a, there's either two options. It's like, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Or, hey, buddy, you better get up. You better quit following me. You, you, you were following me too close on the road there. You better learn to drive, buddy. And then you're going to get in a fight in the Woggles parking lot at like 1 in the morning. So, yeah, there's about there's about two ways. And that's just one way to, uh, to, to key you in about, about the type of place we live in. So I don't know if you'd ever want to come here or not. And, uh. That's a, and that kind of leads me into something else, which was one of the local WalMarts I work at. Okay, and the other day, I heard this man as serious as epilepsy. He was <laughs> he was talking, he was talking to to somebody that works there, and uh, I wasn't working in the same aisle, so I was just sitting there. I was obviously eavesdropping because I have nothing else to do at nine o'clock in the morning, and it that's when this was. But it was like nine o'clock in the morning. This dude rolls up. And, and I say rolls up because he's in a wheelchair. I'm not like, I'm not like waving on one of those scooters. So it's not like a real wheelchair. I'm, okay, but anyway, so this dude rolls up, okay? He scoots up. And, and he starts talking to the dude like apparently they know each other, like they see each other quite a bit and stuff. And he's like, what's going on, bud? And then a couple seconds go by, and they start talking about politics like out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And this dude, the dude that rolled up, he started saying some weird stuff. He was like, did you know them, that all them congressmen, they want to melt down dead bodies and turn them into food? And I was like, bud, what? <laughs> he was like, he was like, they'll make a graham cracker out of your granny. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm actually eating graham crackers right now. So <laughs> we'll ASMR time. And it made... <laughs> I know that gave y'all the tingles right there. I don't know how to do ASMR with the graham crackers. Yeah, I think you could chew on it. You could tap on the graham cracker or scratch it and make the little crumbs fall off. You could just—I don't know—you could just like beat it, <laughs> beat it on the table, <laughs> and knock it on wood or something. Aggressive. I don't know, but I think ASMR—you literally just do anything. And people will be like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome right there. That gives me the tingles. <laughs> but I don't know. Gives me the tingles. I'm just a wannabe podcaster anyway. 
Which is that's also that's also something I want to talk about is that uh, I just want to clear the air before people make too many assumptions about us. Okay, I know we're the typical just white dudes with a podcast. Okay, but uh, we're not going to sit on here every week and talk about Reaganomics or just trash women because I literally I hate to see like it'll always be like five teenage dudes they'll like make a podcast and just make like talk about how trashy girls are and just like how much they hate they hate girls like the whole entire the whole entire thing or they think they're like economic super geniuses and they're like this is how we're going to solve all the world's problems right here but so while we're on the topic of trashing women (laughs) yeah we're going to get into that real quick (laughs) that's actually uh next on the list girls suck (laughs) Um, uh, the other day I was talking about, there's, there's a couple of comedians. Now I I don't agree with the statement that women aren't funny or that women can't be funny because I know a lot of women that are funny. Like I, I have family members that are female that are really funny. Yeah. A lot of the the episodes from the office was written by Kelly Mm -hmm. and she's like, well, I mean her character is like super girly, but like, she's like a woman like the office is like the greatest show of all time. Yeah. And so, but I think women are very poorly represented in the comedian world because like all of like the female comedians that you see are just so unfunny. Yeah. Like what's, what's that one chick we always talk about? Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. She freaking sucks. (laughs) Not stand her. Her entire, like her entire like comedic material is just like how, um, what's a, like, like family the, appropriate way to put this. Like, <laughs> how um, her adult activities life is going basically, and but like that that's like half of it, and then the other half of it is literally just like like her just doing like annoying stuff that she thinks is funny. Like she reminds me of just like you know that one girl that you went to high school with. It's just like. Loud and obnoxious and says random stuff and like yeah, thinks loud. she's hilarious. or like makes noises, yeah, makes weird like, noises. Like, like I, that's who she was in high school, and then right. for some reason she was just like, you know what, I'm gonna make a career to this. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair to her, I mean she made it. You know, like she's yeah, I a, mean, she did she's big dumb. But what I don't understand is how like <laughs> like because honestly, I I watch some of her stuff and I don't get it. But there are great, there are great female comedians, and one is, I can't think of her name right now, but she's an actor on, uh, or actress, sorry, sorry, I'm a freaking chauvinist, but she's an actress on one of those old, like, um, like reality shows, but she's still alive. I think it's, she's like the wife on Home Improvement. She's, she's just like, she's just like the mean, like, disruptive lady. <laughs> I cannot think of her name at all, but she's like hilarious. And Reba McIntyre, I think she's really funny. She's got really funny stuff. There's a, there's a lot of people who are like comedians, but it's like, I think if you're known for being an actor, you can't claim yourself as like like a comedian. Like you, you need to claim yourself as like what you're known best for. Like there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of actors that like do stand up comedy, but it's like, bro, like you're just an actor. And like, Blake Griffin, <laughs> he does stand up comedy. Like like Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, um, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, like those, those Gabriel are, Iglesias, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Those are those are guys who it's like. I think Sein. I mean, 
back in back in the day, Seinfeld would have been known as a stand up, but I think nowadays people just know him as a as his first show, a sitcom. But I mean, but but I mean, like if you were to ask, if you were to take a random poll of like who do you think the greatest comedian of all time is, you'd have a good at least twenty five percent people would say Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, well, yeah. If if you're Depending if you're going across group. time, but I would say anybody under. 30 or 40 you have to say Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle for sure yeah. yeah I mean he and what's so crazy what's crazy about him is like literally there there's a special where he said the punchline of the joke at the beginning of the special yeah. and ended the special with it with the punchline which I can't say what the punchline <laughs> is it's kicker right in her <laughs> lady parts you know but Dave Chappelle is it's insane like like how like he he almost turns comedy into an art. Like it's insane. It really it's purely art, and it's purely like a job for him. Because if you've ever seen him away from stand up, like you've seen him in like an interview, this is literally him. What's up, guys? I'm Dave. I'm Dave Chappelle. I'm a stand up comedian. And then it, from that, it's just like they ask him questions. He's like, yeah, no. Like he's the most chill, laid back dude in the entire world. But when he's up on stage, he's like dropping he's dropping bombs like in like crazy. Like it, he he really has like turned it into an art where it's just like like I don't even know because there was so I listened to this podcast a lot with um it's it's Hey Babe with Sal from Impractical Jokers and um Chris DiStefano is in it. Chris DiStefano, he's like a he's like an up and coming comedian. And um, he was talking about, I want to say it was him. He was talking about how like, like he had went to this big comedy event and like he was one of the opening comedians and like all the other comedians, they were like sitting there and they had like notepads out and they were like critiquing each Mm -hmm. other. And like, because it was like a massive event, there was a bunch of comedians there. And whenever they'd come off stage, they would just like pass them their notes and be like, hey, like I think you could do this better. You need to work on this or whatever. And like Dave Chappelle was like the main act. Like Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle gets up there. And they're all sitting there getting ready to take notes. And they're like 15 minutes into his show. He looks over and like nobody has any notes. He looks down and he's like literally nobody had it. And they all just kind of like set down their notepads. They're like, all right, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's the best. Right. It, there's actually, and there's one person that Dave Chappelle said the same thing um, about them, which was Norm MacDonald, which rest in peace. He was like my favorite comedian. And not even his stand-up, but his show, his like... He had like a like a fake like talk show where he would just talk about the most random stuff, and it was like it was like it was actually it made it on Netflix, but it was just him like pretending to have a talk show, like it's the funniest thing ever. And but he's a like he's really one of those people that like you have to understand his comedy before he's even funny because he's just like he's like really like anti funny, but he's like so funny, and all the comedians love him. And Dave said that uh, Dave Chappelle was saying that him and Chris Rock. And Norm Macdonald all went to the comedy store together, and they were like running through. They were running through jokes, and uh, they had like stuff. They had stuff written down, and he went up there and did a set after them. And they both just wadded up their papers and threw them away. They were like, "What are we doing? Like we're trash <laughs> compared to this guy." Which I mean, I would say by far Dave is Dave is better. Yeah, yeah. Like the, I would say Dave Chappelle's better than. Even I mean I would say Seinfeld or like any of the old guys yeah. to be honest I I think he's the he's the best ever and I think a lot of people say Cat Williams and Cat Williams is hilarious but I think if you take out two obscenities from his act which would start with an M and an F and then an N 
uh, he wouldn't really have like any material left. Yeah, but Cat, Cat Williams is really funny, but it's just like if you were to take out curse words, like he his whole show would be like like if you were to if you were to like like bleep out all the curse words, his show would be like we're not we it's like listening to the clean version of a rap song. <laughs> That's what it would be like, and it's like. Cat Williams, he he is really funny though, but I I don't really hear people talk about him a lot. Mm-mm. Not anymore. I used to hear people talking about him. We really do sound like white guys now, like talking about who's the greatest. <laughs> yeah, we need to stop. We need to get on something else. <laughs> so so I read an article the other day. Um, th- this was from like CBS or NBC or something like that. So it's like legit, not like that Kanye thing I said last week that was fake. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But it was so Abraham Lincoln, apparently, from like reading a bunch of like like things that like interviewers had wrote down or whatever, just like what people had written down. I said apparently he had like a really high pitched voice. <laughs> like you think of you think of Abraham Lincoln Link, Lincoln 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 as like like dudes like he's like six foot nine and like like he's this big dude has like a big beard like top hat like would average thirty in the NBA like, like, <laughs> yeah. like literally leading the North into war against the South to like keep America as a whole freed the slaves like you think. This dude's like a freaking tough dude, lumberjack savage dude, man. Like, right like imagine, imagine living in the North at the time, living in like, like Ohio or something like that, or like Virginia, and and you hear that you hear that um, Abraham Lincoln's coming to your town, and he's going to do a speech. Yeah, and like you've never heard him before, you've never heard his voice <laughs> because the first, I, I actually I did look this up, the first like recording, like vocal recording was invented like 12 years after Lincoln was shot. Oh. So like he he like just missed it. Mm. But like as a person that lives in the north, you've never heard his voice before, but you have a chance to go and hear him speak live, like to see him. Like that's a major deal. This dude is like leading the free world trying to keep everyone together and he's like this huge powerful dude. He's doing so much for like the African American community, like like I want to go see this guy. Like you, you hop in your horse and buggy and drive like two and a half hours down the road, yeah. and you finally get there, and then you just see him, six foot nine, stand up with that giant top hat, probably makes him about seven foot one with that top oh, yeah. hat on. Oh yeah, he gets on stage and like everyone's like, shh, here he comes, here he comes. And he's like, four score <laughs> and seven years. <laughs> like everybody be like. Who is this guy? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Hey, no one, like, no wonder somebody shot him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, bro. The, it wasn't. It wasn't what he was doing for the slaves. It was just they probably he just had an annoying they, voice. He, he was a, he, that dude that he he was from the north. He was on the north side. He just couldn't stand Lincoln's voice. He was probably at that play and was just like trying to watch it. He kept hearing like from the top. <laughs> yeah. He's like, bro, I told you to stop he talking. To go, he had to go get the Winchester off his horse. <laughs> He's like, bro, I told you to stop talking earlier. Uh, so, something that I was thinking about on the way here is like, do you ever have those dreams where you just like can't walk in them? Like, like a, you can't walk in a dream? Yeah, like you can't, like you can't move, like you can't walk or run or anything. Are you talking about like sleep paralysis or just like no no not in real no not like your actual body but I mean in your dream you can't walk. Well, okay, so I really don't remember a lot. I have, of my dreams. I have dreams all the time, and any like 
I'll be like running or walking or like needing to because like some killers chasing me or yeah. I'm trying to catch one of the lifeguards that are hot and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will just I'll fall every time I get to my feet and I can't move yeah. and I always wake up scared to death that I can't move anymore and I can't walk and it makes me really thankful to walk but I mean like like Shout my walking. But just like my two my two legs just can't move in my dream for some reason. I can stand up on them and I immediately fall. You've never had that before? No. I thought that was like one of those common dreams that like everybody has. But like, I mean, I, I really don't remember a lot of my dreams. Like I just, <clears throat> I don't know, my brain just like, it doesn't keep up with them or whatever. Like I can yeah. tell you what I've dreamed about like the last two weeks. Yeah, I, I, I have those and I wake up and I just like, praise God, baby, my legs work. <laughs> Like it makes me really thankful that I can walk because that scares me every so, time. So my my girlfriend, she has like a lot of wild dreams, and she always wants to tell me about them, and I absolutely <laughs> hate it whenever she tells me because she is the worst storyteller. Like like let's say her dream was like I woke up, you know, in this really big house and there was red balloons everywhere, and I had to go around and pop them. Like, let's say that was the dream. She would be like, okay, so so in this big in this big area, there was like a hill, okay? And on this hill was a house. This house was like, it was maybe two stories. It could have been three. Uh, no, no, there was a finished basement. So I guess it was three. I don't know. Would you consider, like, like literally she tells stories like that. And I'm like, bro, just get to the, the, the point. Yeah. And like, that's how she describes movies and everything. So like, so like if you're, if you're listening, I tell you this all the time, but bro, like, do better. <laughs> That's just women for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't cancel us, Apple. Don't cancel us, please. Or Spotify. Spotify doesn't care. I don't think so. I mean, Joe Rogan's their <laughs> biggest guy, so. Joe Rogan, if you listen to his podcast, it's like whoever he's interviewing, he can just like adapt their personality. Like yeah, if you were, if you were, like if he, if he's interviewing Bernie Sanders, like all of a sudden he's a socialist, mm-hmm. but then he can like interview Ben Shapiro, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I think everyone should have a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really, he really is like that. But he's also always like ninety percent of the time he talks about DMT. So I think he just doesn't even know what he is. I think he's just always in like a dare. Like every time he hears a good idea, he's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you know, I agree with that because he never knows like. I, I don't I don't think he's ever in like a clear state of mind to even make a decision. So it's crazy to me that it's just like this random guy that just kind of was like in in the UFC. Well, not like he wasn't like a fighter, but he was just like part of the UFC. Yeah, and he's like, let me just make a podcast, and then he's just like, okay, and it became literally the most yeah. famous podcast. Anyone in the world, you guys want to you guys want to interview? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like, he he interviews an insane amount of people. But also, it's just like always the most like it's like the most celebrity people like in the at world that time. Too. Like whoever's like the yeah. biggest at that time, he's interviewing. Like he's yeah. like he's interviewed Elon Musk. He's interviewed like Kanye. He's he's interviewed Elon Musk four times. Yeah, like he that was weird. Like I like I watched the Kanye one because he he also like records them and like I guess Kanye didn't like the set that Joe was using, so he like built his own set. Really, I didn't. Yeah, have you not seen it? It's like. Uh-huh. It's like completely different because everyone else is in just like Joe Rogan's studio, but Kanye he's in like this weird like block looking red room. 
I've, I've, not, I've seen the clipper. He's like, I want to buy the earth. How much does the earth cost? <laughs> but I think that's from that episode. I don't know, but. I love listening to like. I love listening to Kanye talk. I know this is becoming like a Kanye West podcast. Yeah. But I love listening to him talk. Like those compilations of like his funny moments of like, because he'll just like say anything. Like he doesn't care. And he thinks he's like the greatest of all time. Like, like have you seen that interview? Um, I think it was like Sirius XM or something like that. He's like, Houseway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Houseway. Yeah. You don't know. You ain't got the answers. <laughs> yeah. I think he was on the Breakfast Club when he did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, that's a, that's an insanely good movie. The, the Breakfast Club. Club? Yeah. Never have you seen it. seen it? No. You have or no? Never seen it. No. It's it goes pretty hard. You should watch it. It's just like I mean, it's like the '80s high school movie. They're like all in detention, like getting like because they beat people up and stuff. <laughs> I saw uh, there there was an episode of Victorious that like copied that. I don't know if you oh yeah, 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 yeah. They like slide through the hallway and stuff the same way. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, Victorious. It was like it was like a knockoff icon. That was a banger show, but it was, there, it was a straight ripoff. Though. There, there was this weird thing where we were in like like when we were in elementary school, where it'd be like all the girls would watch shows like like iCarly and Victorious and like shows like like those like kid sitcom shows where it was like for some reason they were considered girly. Yeah. And all the guys would be like, bro, I, I don't watch those shows. <laughs> I don't watch any of those. And like, we all like. But you would like low key watching like, them. We all <laughs> yeah. watched them. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, we were all like, nah. God, those shows suck, dude. <laughs> but now I just like. You think uh, you think Joe Rogan would ever have like the Victorious cast on his podcast? Uh, I would say. If they I ever come back, yeah. like in the in the spotlight yeah if they came back they yeah would. because they kind of missed i would say the main girl probably has a shot i think she's pretty she's still pretty famous i the, think uh i don't know i haven't seen her in anything in a while yeah i don't know have you watched any of the new iCarly they like released like an adult version of the iCarly have you not seen that no i had no idea yeah they they like rebooted iCarly and all the characters are in it um i don't think sam is in it but it's literally like it's like the exact same thing as like the other iCarly Except it's like an adult version. I tell you what, dude. When I was a young man, I had the craziest crush on freaking uh on Carly. But I, I don't know her last name right now. But bro, Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, Miranda Cosgrove. Miranda Cosgrove. I had a crush on her. But now she looks like Michael Jackson, so I'm not, I'm not as big of a fan now. She does kind of look like Michael Jackson. Like it looks exactly like way, Michael like, Jackson. Like, like towards the end of his life when he was like super pale and had like the. But I think my, I think I used to be into that hot take. I think Michael Jackson is the most overrated artist of all time. Yeah, you're on drugs. I think I think you're on crack <laughs> right now. Uh, he has a couple of good songs. I mean, overrated probably, but who's not overrated? I think everybody's probably overrated. I don't think so. This podcast is not overrated. Oh, no. This podcast is underrated as heck, dude. Underrated for sure. Yeah. No, we're, we're all the way underrated. All the way underrated. Give us a five-star rating. Let them know. Yeah. Let the people know. Follow us. <laughs> yeah, facts, dude. And we'll, we'll ship you merch. Facts, bro. One day. We'll ship you merch at a, at a 30% off discount. 